there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Lachelle Weeby, and I am going to walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hey everybody, welcome to the Unsec Podcast. And today I am gonna be talking about imposter syndrome. You guys see the deal is, is that I am going to be launching something new and exciting coming up. And this stinking old imposter syndrome has been creeping its ugly head around this place. And it's time for me to confront it head on and take you guys alongside the journey with me. Now there's gonna be some lucky few of you guys who maybe don't even know what imposter syndrome is, but maybe you just didn't know that it had a name. And maybe there's going to be some of you who know very well what it is and are thinking sick of it that you want to get over it. So let's help each other out through this journey today while I take you down what I've been going through and what's been helping. First and foremost, let's define the dang thing. So imposter syndrome is really when you are in a role, you're stepping into something, you're in the middle of something, and you feel like a fraud. You feel completely unprepared, completely underqualified, and you are just waiting for the ball to drop. You're just waiting for somebody to call you out on the fact that you don't know what the heck you're doing, you're in over your head, you're in too deep, and there's no way that you can perform in the way that you think you have to. You feel underqualified, you don't feel like you're good enough to be where you're at or what you're doing, and it's completely paralyzing if we let it. Now, as I confronted this new chapter in my life, I'm realizing that imposter syndrome is definitely real, and I'm recognizing that it's been present on and off my entire life. One of the ways that it has shown up is in the perfectionism or the seeking out of perfection. When you don't feel good enough and you feel like you are totally unqualified for doing what you're doing, you seek out perfectionism because you don't want to have anybody confirm that you don't know what you're doing or that you don't belong there. And so you do everything in your power to avoid vulnerability, to avoid letting people in on the real fact that maybe you don't know everything that there is to know about something or that you're not perfect at it or you're not the expert in it. And quite honestly, that can be completely exhausting. The other thing that I've noticed about just having imposter syndrome my whole life is the acknowledgement that I tend to shun compliments. And when somebody says, oh, you're really good at that, or, you know, congratulations on getting that award or whatever it is, I have found myself completely dodging those compliments because I truly don't believe that they're talking to me. And if they only knew how hard it was for me to do that, or if they only knew that that it maybe looks better or easier from the outside then they would you know take away that compliment and so i just kind of shun it i dodge it and one of the the big ones that has come up for me is recognizing that i don't see in myself what other people might see in me so here's an example when i was in anesthesia school i um was at graduation and they announced an award for the person who got the highest score in this pre qualifying exam that we had to take before graduation And surprisingly to me, I actually got that award. So apparently I had gotten the highest score for this exam. And 
I was surprised, and I went up there and accepted the award sheepishly. But in the audience were three of my high school friends who had driven several hours to come to my graduation. And afterwards, they're like, we knew before your name was even announced that that award was for you. And it was hard for me to even fathom that. They saw things in me that I didn't see. And I I tend to just shun things away because it feels like it doesn't belong to me. It's like I've attributed it to just getting lucky. And I think that that's part of the thing that feeds imposter syndrome is that you feel like at some point your luck is going to run out. And so if you push yourself to the next level or take on the next thing, you're like, well, crap, like, what if I'm not lucky anymore? What if I can't make this happen? Because up to this point, I haven't been able to acknowledge that my skills, my expertise, the things that have been experiences in my past that have led me to this have all contributed to it. Instead, I think it's something outside of me and I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. The other thing that I've noticed with this pattern of imposter syndrome in my life specifically is this feeling of convincing myself that once I get to a certain point, then I'm going to be successful. So thinking about it from the terms of I used to run a photography business. I had pictures taken of my son when he was newborn and really just thought, well, heck, I could do this too. And so I bought myself a camera and I bought myself some lessons and some books. And before I knew it, I was getting asked to take pictures for other people. That led me to starting a website. It led me to starting a small business. And those profits that I was making was in turn paying for my equipment. So It was kind of more of a hobby than anything. And I think that the reason that it was a hobby and not as much of a business in my mind is because I didn't feel qualified. I had taken some classes, community ed classes and online classes, but never like formally had a photography degree and never felt like I was qualified to call myself a photographer, which is interesting. And that's something that I'm learning now that I can look back and say, dang it, I was a photographer, Um, but I couldn't give myself that title. And I definitely couldn't charge what I was worth because I felt like I was underqualified to charge anybody for my worth. And I look back on that now and I had people that were seeking out my services and it was twofold and I have to be able to acknowledge this. One is that I must have had some underlying talent for them to be willing to let me have that milestone birthday of their child or that milestone family picture for that year. And they were willing to pay me for that. So I must have had some skill in there, right? But I also recognized that I was probably one of the least expensive photographers that they knew because I didn't value my own worth. I felt like an imposter in that space and I didn't charge very much. And so looking back at that, now I'm realizing that this imposter syndrome really held me back at that time from charging what I was worth and from taking that hobby into the business that it probably could have been. I see that playing out as the way for me to define myself professionally. So when I was a nurse anesthetist and I wanted to become faculty for our doctor of nurse anesthesia program, it's like when I get my doctorate degree, then I will be qualified to do X, Y, or Z. When in reality, you guys, once I got that degree, I wasn't any more qualified than I was before. Like, sure, I learned things. Absolutely. But Did it make me a better nurse anesthetist? Not necessarily. Did it make me a better teacher? It might have refined it a little bit, but it didn't define who I was or how successful I could be in that job. The other thing that I've noticed is that I don't know if it's just me being in academia, having a master's and then a doctorate degree, but I feel like you have to have this degree or this certification or some way to make it official before I can call myself something. 
And that goes into the coaching space, right? I look back at when I did my doctorate degree, I actually did my dissertation or my big project on coaching. I taught faculty how to coach students. And so from very beginning of my journey in coaching, I chose to do my research on coaching. Yet, because I didn't have this fancy certification, I didn't feel like I was qualified to call myself a coach. And then I decided to finally get the certification. So I went on and I took the John Maxwell training and became a certified public speaker and coach. But then all of a sudden, I didn't even accept it for that because then it was like, okay, now I'm certified. So now I could say I'm official, but I haven't really taken on any coaching clients. So am I really a coach? Well, my gosh, you guys, like we have to start somewhere, right? So how can I define my role and title as being a coach only if I have clients, but how am I going to get clients if I can't define myself as a coach? Like, do you see how we self-sabotage ourselves when we get in stuck into this imposter syndrome? I found myself really letting this sink in when it comes to my network marketing business as well. It's like, okay, well, once I get to this certain title or the certain rank or this certain income level, then I'm going to be successful. But in reality, like, this is the deal. I made it to the top 2% of earners in my company within a year of being in business. And that wasn't good enough for me. Like, I wasn't in the top half percent. And so therefore, I didn't see myself as successful. Instead of recognizing that I was doing better than 98% of the people who sign up for this business in my company, yet I still didn't see myself as being qualified to teach people what to do or to help people or to call myself successful in this arena because I hadn't reached this far off title that I had determined as being successful. When if you look back, when I looked at when I started my business, getting to the title that I am now was my definition of success. And so you get there and then it's not there anymore. And so we're constantly chasing this fallacy of what we think success is in order to finally define ourselves as being capable or being successful. And then we keep moving the target. And so it's like, there's no way that we're ever going to actually reach the destination that we want to where we can feel like we're finally successful. And that is exhausting. It's defeating. It's frustrating. It feels hopeless. And honestly, it's about time that we start to recognize, you guys, that imposter syndrome is real. Imposter syndrome can keep us from becoming the best versions of ourselves. Imposter syndrome can cause us to be anxious or depressed. It is probably one of the top reasons while our projects that we are working on stall. It's probably one of the main reasons that we have unfinished masterpieces that are buried within us. It is probably one of the number one reason that people live an unhappy life. And the saddest one, in my opinion, is is probably the one number one reason why we live an unfulfilled life and one with lacking of reaching the potential that God has given us. So I want to shift gears a little bit because now that we've defined it, now that we have recognized somewhere that it can show up in our lives and some of the personality traits that it can come out in, for me, it's the higher achieving, overachieving person who's motivated by the next thing. And then once you get to the next thing, then that's not good enough. It materializes itself as perfectionism and that lack of vulnerability because people might find out that I don't belong here. And it really stifles our ability to really step into the life that we're meant to live. And so what I want to do now is shift gears and talk about some of the things that I have personally found to be helpful in 
overcoming imposter syndrome so that we can start living out the best versions of our lives. And the first way is to really acknowledge these annoying sometimes voices in our heads. You guys have this, like you have this little voice in your head that says like, you have no idea what the heck you're doing. You are way out of your league. They're going to find out that you don't know what you're doing. They're going to find out that you are not an expert in every single thing that they could possibly want to know about that topic. You definitely don't deserve to get paid for what you're doing. You don't deserve to be giving advice on that. You don't deserve any of the awards that you're getting. You just need to just step back and and go into your little hole and be quiet. Do you guys have that annoying voice? I call mine Sharon. That's, That's Sharon in my head. Sharon is the one that's telling me all those things, and she's the one that's feeding these insecurities and feeding my way that I'm hiding or retreating into my little hole and not stepping out into my true purpose. And if you can think about that analogy of like the angel and the devil on your shoulder, that's kind of what I'm talking about here. So for me, these are voices in my head are me telling myself that I'm not good enough. And so I'm naming that voice Sharon because quite honestly, like I don't want to hear from Sharon anymore. I don't want to hear that annoying friend that won't leave me. And instead, I want to tune in to my other friend. I'm going to name her Katie. So Katie in my head, like this is how I imagine Katie to be. She's the friend in my head who is the complete opposite. She's kind of like the hero of the story. And to make Katie kind of interesting, I have pretended like she is from the South. So she's got this amazing Southern accent. And she's one of those people who isn't afraid to like say things the way they are. Um, but she loves you. And she sees your potential. And she wants to see you become the best version of yourself. But she's not afraid of telling you what it is that you need to hear. And I love my persona, Katie, because she does not like Sharon and she put Sharon in her place. And that's amazing. I know this is going to probably sound crazy to some people. And no, I do not have multiple personality disorder. But what we have to do is we have to separate ourselves from the voices that are telling us that we're not good enough. And once we can step away from that, it's almost like I can take myself and look at myself from a bigger picture. And I can identify like, okay, that's Sharon. And Sharon doesn't know what the heck she's talking about. She's just trying to keep you safe. And she's trying to keep you from getting hurt. But Katie is the one who says, you know what? He has equipped you with everything that you need. You are amazing. And all of the experience that you've had up to this point have led you to this place that you are. And they're led you here so that you can help other people along the way. And you've meant to be here on this earth to help other people and to live out their best life. And I'm going to be the one that helps you. But Katie is also the one who's going to help me see the things that I need to see. And she's going to be my friend. She's going to be the one who says, girlfriend, you know what? Let's not bury our head in the sand. Like that's a little out there, but we're going to get there. But for right now, I want you to take a moment and I want you to think about all of the things that you have done up to this point that have made you successful. Now, if you can think about me in this podcast, that's who I want to be as a person. I want to be your Katie. I want to be the one who says, girlfriend, I know that you are made for incredible things and you have all of the tools inside of you to do them. And God is going to equip you and he's going to send the people to you that is going to be able to help you compensate and overcome the things that you're lacking right now. So I have to choose. I have to choose to listen to Katie and I have to choose to ignore Sharon. I acknowledge Sharon, but I'm going to choose to ignore Sharon. And so Katie helps me see a couple of things. The first thing that Katie does is she helps me to realize that we need vulnerability. You guys, I grew up feeling like being vulnerable means that you're admitting weakness. It's meaning that you're admitting that you're not perfect and it's validating 
the things that in my head say that I'm not good enough. But in fact, vulnerability is a beautiful thing. And true vulnerability, if you follow Brene Brown at all, is going to help to indicate that you are indeed brave and courageous. You're willing to go out there and do things that other people are scared of. You're willing to do things even though you yourself are scared in order to be a greater service for other people. So when we can get vulnerable, when we can admit that we don't have all the answers, then our Katie voice can say to us, you know what, who does know the answers? Who is it that is the missing piece of this puzzle that you could reach out to, to help you figure out or fit into the puzzle what it is that you're missing? If you're not willing to be vulnerable and admit that you don't do it, you're not going to be willing to seek out the people or the resources that are going to be able to help you step up and get into that next step. Now, when you let Katie convince you that vulnerability is good too, she's going to help you realize that it is relatable. I don't know about you guys, but we have this drive for perfectionism. Like we have this idea of that's what we want to be. But in all honesty, perfectionism is boring. And I am way more likely to want to be around my hot mess friends because they are more fun and they make me feel normal. And so if I were around people all day that were perfect and they were always on spot and they never messed up and they never were unsure, I probably wouldn't want to be around them. So remember that when you show up in vulnerability, when you show up as your true self, people are going to relate to you. They're going to be drawn to you more than they were if you were showing up as the perfect version of yourself. And so I want you to let that sink in. Be you, the imperfect you, because the right people that are going to want to work with you are going to be attracted to that. Now, one of the things that I notice with people that are in direct sales is they get really hung up on not being an expert and they're afraid to talk to people about what it is that they do because they don't have all the answers. And I want to remind you guys that being vulnerable allows you to actually duplicate faster. Because the thing is, is that if you come across as being all-knowing, having all the answers, being the expert in everything, you're telling your prospective business partner or your prospective customer that you have to be an expert to do what we do. And in reality, we don't. We have all the resources that we need. And our job is to be excited and step up and to share. And so by letting your vulnerable self be exposed. You're teaching your audience, you're teaching the people who are thinking about doing what you're doing, that you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to know all the answers, and that it is actually something that they could possibly do themselves. And that is ultimately what you want, right? You want to be able to help more people change their lives. And you know, the other thing about being vulnerable is that ultimately, when somebody else sees you being vulnerable, it inspires them to be vulnerable too. We learn by what other people model for us. And when we're attracted to that, whatever there is they're doing, we're encouraging them to show up as their true self. And what an amazing gift to give somebody the courage to step out and do something amazing. And then knowing that you had a small part in that by just showing up and being who you are and not the perfect version that you think you have to be. Now, the little Katie version on myself is going to also encourage me to think about all of the things that I have done up to this point that are leading me to be qualified to doing whatever it is that I'm doing. And she's helping me to remember the fact that I don't have to be at the top rung of the ladder 
to be qualified to help other people. What I need to do is be able to look down the two rungs below me and to realize that there are people who are just beyond where I am now. She's going to encourage me to just look down maybe two rungs below me on the ladder to the people who are where I just came from. And to be able to recognize that I have come a little ways and I can help those people that are right where I used to be. I don't have to be the person at the top. I just need to be the person that's a little bit further along than you are. And I have to be willing and able to reach down and help you up to where I am now. Now, what things in my life have gotten me to that? I think about this new adventure that I'm going to be part of, and I'm going to be coaching new and aspiring network marketers to get out of their own way, to get out of the mindsets that are holding them back from doing the things that are going to require them to be successful and build the legacy that they want to live, to have the true time and money freedom. But sometimes we get in our heads, right? And we self-sabotage ourselves. And what I want to do is I want to help network marketers do that because that's who I was. Am I at the top of the company? I'm not. But am I someone who has gotten over the lack of confidence, the lack of knowing the time management obstacles that I had, the fear of rejection, the fear of hearing no, the fear of bothering my friends, the fear of sales, the fear of marketing? Am I someone who's gotten through that? Absolutely. And so I have to be able to take the acknowledgement of where I have been. And so I want to encourage you to do that. I want you to make a list of all the things that you personally have been through that give you that expertise. It doesn't have to be the expert, but you have some expertise because you've been somewhere, you've learned some things, and now you want to help the people who are experiencing what you were experiencing before. And I think back at this, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have officially been coaching people For years, both in my faculty role as well as through my network marketing role, I've been in my company for four years now. I have dozens of people that are on my team and other teams that I've coached. I think about the fact that my doctorate dissertation prepared me for that. I think about the fact that I have my certification in coaching. I think about the fact that I have my minor in psychology, so there's things that I understand that other people don't. I have to remember the fact that I've been through a lot of school I was a teacher teaching at a graduate doctorate level program. I was somebody who created courses for the program from scratch or refined courses that were already there and taught people how to perform well. And it's like, well, why the heck do I feel unprepared to do what I'm doing now? And it's like, do I have all the answers? No. But am I qualified to start where I am? Absolutely. So let your Katie voice inside of you encourage you to think about the things that you have already inside of you as proof that you're at least qualified to help people that are two rungs down the ladder from where you are now. Now, the more vulnerable I've gotten, the more my little Katie voice has reached out to me in my mind, the more I've recognized that having this feeling of being an imposter when you start to go out of your comfort zone and you start to level up and do something that you haven't done before is absolutely normal. And that any successful person that I've talked to has said that they have felt the same way. And so to remind myself that this is normal, that there's nothing wrong with me, this doesn't validate that I'm not worthy of whatever it is that I'm thinking about doing, It is an absolute normal process, and it is the hint that I'm on the right path. 
because if I wasn't, it'd be mean that I was playing too stinking safe. Now, aside from your Katie and Sharon voice and whatever you want those people to be and how you're calling them out, because we all have them in our heads, I want to make sure again that you're listening to your Katie voice more than your Sharon voice, okay? But the next thing that I want you to do is I want you to start surrounding yourself with people who are out of your league. And that's going to sound super counterintuitive because if you're already feeling self-conscious already and you're already feeling like you're in way over your head and that you don't belong, oh my gosh, like having people around you that validate that is super, super scary. But what I want you to do, you guys, is put yourself into that place because being around those people are going to help you step up your game. They're going to allow you to see the next steps or the next version of yourself that you need to become. And by surrounding yourself with those people, you're going to see modeled what it is that you need to start doing. And it's going to force you to start stepping up into that next version of yourself that you have to become. Don't let comparison hold you back there. Don't compare your journey to theirs. Don't compare yourself to them. What I want you to do is use them as a light. Use their experience and pick out the things about them that you want to become part of or like and start doing those things. Don't compare yourself to them, but let them be your model. Now, the other thing that I'm going to suggest that you do is fake it till you make it. Now, that's going to sound probably really silly when we're talking about imposter syndrome and how we're trying to get over it, but I really do want you to start to step into the persona of who you want to be. And I've given this example in previous episodes where I was faced with a decision, like, do I want to sleep in or do I want to go to this networking group meeting at super early in the morning? And I had to think about like, well, what would a million dollar earner in my company do? They'd get up and they'd go to the meeting. And so I want you to start thinking about what would the person who is literally at the epitome of success in your mind, what would they do in the situation? What would they say in this conversation? How would they show up on social media? How would they show up in the decision-making process to do something or not to do something? And I want you to start putting yourself deliberately into the fake it till you make it mentality. I want you to pretend on purpose that you are the person that you're wanting to be. It's almost like you're choosing to be the imposter. Instead of letting the imposter syndrome be a detriment or the thing that you're trying to overcome, I want you to embrace it and I want you to be like, all right, let's put this role modeling to practice. Let me think about as if I'm an actor and I'm playing a role. And I promise you that if you can embrace it instead of trying to shun away from it or fight it or overcome it, but you actually step into it and you say, okay, I want to be the person who does this. What would this person do in this situation right now and become that person? And I promise you, that if you let that lens guide your decision-making process, it is going to help you make the small, tiny decisions on a daily basis that are going to get you to the next level, get you to the comfort zone in that space, get you to step up into the next special version of who you are by making yourself become that person. And that really brings me to my last point here in that imposter syndrome is something that can definitely keep us from fulfilling the life that we want. And what I want to encourage you guys to do is to think about it as a gift, not as something that we necessarily have to overcome, but as something that we can be thankful for and we can embrace. Because here's the deal. When we feel like we're out of our league, 
it's going to make us want to become a better version of ourselves, and it's going to allow us to grow. And I promise you that if you're somebody who has never felt imposter syndrome in your life, I want you to take that as a sign that you're playing it too safe and as a sign that you are not growing into your full potential. I want you to see imposter syndrome as the gift that it can be because it's indicating to you that you're on the right track and that it helps you to continue to grow into the best version of yourselves. It means that you're growing and you're not settling. It's pushing you into the version of yourself that you can be at your best and continue to grow in. And lastly, I want you to just be the Katie for someone else. If you have people around you that are struggling, that they're staying in their comfort zone, they're letting imposter syndrome take over, they're not using it as a gifted that it is, but instead as the obstacle, I want you to be their Katie voice. I want you to start calling them out on the things that are making them successful. I want you to help to see themselves in a way that you see them. Point out their successes. Point out the fact that they can do it. Point out the fact that there is a way to learn something new and to grow and to be the best version of yourself and help them see what it is in themselves that you see in them. Because I promise you that once you get to the top of that rung of that ladder, you're going to want to continue to go further. But the most important thing and the most fulfilling thing is to know that you help someone else walk up the ladder with you. All right, you guys, I hope that that helped. Now, to leave you with a coaching question to part with, I'm going to kind of make it a two-part one. So today, I want you to think about what would your life look like if you knew you couldn't fail? And I want you to think about that because that is where I want you to start aiming. So what would that look like? What would that job be look like? What would that business look like? What title would that look like? How much money would you be making if that was the case? What does that life look like if you knew you couldn't fail? And that is the bar that you're going to set for yourself. And then the second thing I want you to do is to make a list of all of the reasons up to this point that you are qualified to start working towards that. Okay, you guys have a good one. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing your reviews and whether or not this helped. Thanks for listening. And if you know that you are made for more and you are tired of being held back and ready to get unstuck and step boldly into the life that you're meant to live, head on over to lachellewemy.com, request an appointment, and be ready for me to walk alongside of you personally to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. I'll be back next week, but before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe and enjoy these imperfect outtakes.